I'm Insurance Commissioner Jim Donlin. If you're on Medicare with limited income, you may qualify for help paying your premiums, deductibles, and prescription drug costs. Limits on income and assets for these programs have changed, so you may qualify for help now, even if you were denied in the past. Call our Senior Health Insurance Program at 1-800-259-5300 to see if you can save on your Medicare cost. Brought to you by the Senior Health Insurance Information Program. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Key asked me, can I cook? And I'm like, well, well, define cook. Can I cook a cheeseburger? Yeah. Can I put a steak on the grill? Yeah. But I, I'm not Chef Jay Will out here. But do you put, you know, those those hot cherry peppers in the cheeseburger? You know what I mean? Like, how do you well, hook I, it up? I throw random seasoning on. Yeah. I, I go in my not seasoning random. cabinet. Let's throw some things on. Oh, but, just... like, I ain't cooking like Key. GJ and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Katengel. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Katengel. Hour two, we'll speak with Ralph Marlborough coming up in one teach, and will be our first phone call of the hour here as well as we continue to talk about the Bell's loss last night. Dr. Josh Roulette to my right, from Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic will join us here as well, and we welcome you to the midway point of your work week. 800-998-1003. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that, what, that camera Wednesday hump day. Is that what it is? Indeed, it is hump day. So, you have reached the midway points of your work week, and of course we are talking about Draymond, we're talking about learning experience, we're doing all that in more general D. I gotta imagine you have some thoughts as to what we saw last night take place in San Francisco. Hello, and good afternoon to you. How are you? Good afternoon. I was kind of bouncing my head a little bit to a little shock G, man. Middle of the week. I like, I like that, uh, that group, <laughs> that little baseline. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, Gus, um, you know, we texted a little bit last night. Very disappointing loss, the way it, way it happened. And I, I think one of the callers earlier said some things, and it really resonated with me. Um, I, I didn't understand why when Draymond got the, was in the foul trouble that he was in. I, I know they threw it down to Jonas a couple of times. However, he caught way away from the, bo- from the, bo- the box. And he's got to get the ball lower in, into the block in order to make that one or two moves to put pressure on Draymond right there. I thought they threw him into the short corner, and that's when he put the ball on the floor. And then, as he did, they doubled him, and he turned the ball over. He made a bad pass mm-hmm. out. So they did it a couple times. I-, I was disappointed there. But more than anything, I-, I think this is more of a revealing experience than a learning experience. It mm-hmm. reveals to you that, one, we don't have our own enforcer, and, two, we're, we're glaring need of a point guard that's going to take the tempo, slow it down, speed it up, kind of set everybody in, in their, their spots, Get into a play. Um, the, the only thing that it seemed like was they sped us up in the second half and we played into their hands. We started playing their game. And that was really was disappointing. And I think even on the coaching side, um, you know, I, you know, you can always look back and say, what would you have done differently? I, it, you felt like you were playing into the hands of what they did best opposed to what you do best. In the first half and I think in the stretch that we've had all the success, we were working the ball inside making Jonas make one or two plays, make a shot, or then kicking out from there, and we got away from that. And then we went small at one point, and that's when they really went on their run because we wasn't getting any rebounds. So that was the part that I, I kind of scratched my head on. Um, the, the one thing that I think was really interesting that, I, that you mentioned or I heard your little clip before is that Zion seems to be fully engaged. And a guy that's fully engaged like that is telling me something that he is coming back. So – there's some good news on the horizon. Yeah. I don't think this team's getting into the playoffs. I think they're going to be a play-in team, and they're, they're going to struggle there because tonight, I mean, tomorrow night's going to be a tough one. And then those last couple of games at home that's homestand is really going to tell you what you have in your team. The team has to come together, which I think they are be more galvanized. But it can't be this 
Brandon Ingram takes a couple of shots, and then CJ takes a couple of shots. And that's the way it seems to be playing off of each other when things start going wrong. Each guy feels like they have to take over. Because in the beginning of the game, the ball is moving on the, the whole, you know, one point, you know, that point five. Catch it, move it, swing it to the other side, get easy baskets. But right as things started to kind of unravel, um, that didn't happen. And you saw a lot of isolation basketball. And uh, the last thing I'm going to say is that Draymond is going to be Draymond, and the Pelicans have to be the Pelicans. They can't play into the hands of what that team is allowing you to do. And maybe that is the learning experience that you have from a, an older team, but, mm-hmm. but the Pelicans have to uh, identify with who they are as a team, and that seems to be a team that, that hustles, that pushes the ball up in pace and plays good defense, and at the end of that ball game, um, and also with playing good defense, is rebounding. And it's got to be a team rebounding scenario. It can't be one or two guys going to the glass to get, to get a board. Um, so, you know, What's your thoughts on on that? And it, are you seeing as gl- a glaring as a, a spot of the point guard spot that needs to be upgraded in the off season? Yeah, I've talked about that a yeah. little bit. I know you're shaking your head to my right I here told as you well. That in the beginning of the season, I, I feel that to an extent as well because what you've seen in this week or so of Brandon Ingram, General D, and Josh for him to become the Western Conference player, he's become the point guard, right? And he, he talks about that that he's fine with it. He did it in high school and things of that nature. Um, well, that's why and, I felt comfortable you, with him, and Zion did the same thing. And you heard and, Willie right. Green say it, that CJ's better off the ball. So I, I do think that's the element. I, I, I think the question's going to be, if if that's what you see, who comes off the right. starting five? We've been talking about this all season, right. you and, and I. And I think General D and Josh, it goes to, if, if Zion is playing, I think the way this organization and Willie Green sees it is, B.I. can bring it up. Zion can bring it up. All these other guys can bring it up. Now, now generally, I'm with you. I, 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 I think all of that is fine. Well, you got to think. We're missing sense. Who else are we missing? Like, we see we see LeBron. Who's that? Fourth quarter, come up, right? And what does he do? Now, whether it's Kyra, whether it's Sebron, whether it's some of these other guys that are their point guards, their skill set to get to this level is tempo, pace, and doing that, I, I would prefer that. That's right. me. But, again, looking at this roster, if I'm putting in a person to do what you're saying, General D, who is coming off the floor? I'm taking CJ off the floor. I'm putting him with the second unit. And depending on how the game goes with the game flow, will depend upon him coming back. When I looked at last night's game, yes, he goes. he's going to go get his 20, but I think he can be more efficient with the second group. And some of the rotations just had me head-scratching. You had guys like, let's, let's just use Trey Murphy, for instance, who was on fire. He went for seven straight points, and they yanked him out. And in the beginning mm-hmm. of the game, he shot two threes in a row and got yanked out. Now, I understand that certain rotations you want to you get guys out to give them some rest and get other guys an opportunity. But mm-hmm. as the game goes down the stretch, you have to shorten your, your, your rotation. And you did insert him back, and I saw Trey kind of step up. But at certain times, certain guys like that cannot come off the floor, especially the way he was playing defense. And then his shot-making has been definitely improved from just being a three-point shooter to actually putting the ball in the deck and getting into the lane on some of those little floaters. I thought that's something he's really expanded his game. That's something where I think this organization has done a disservice to young talent, such as Dyson Daniels. He's a guy who's lost all confidence in his offensibility. He may have been a guy that would have been better served to move down to the G League to get his offensive game back up and then insert him back into the lineup. Yes, he's there defensively, but, man, there's too many times he gets into the lane that he could probably make a move, and he turns around, puts his back yeah, to the basket, to and is looking to pass out the lane. So it's really got a head-scratching there. That I think there's, there has to be more development when it comes <clears> to our younger players, but a guy like Dyson Daniels, I think, going to take that, that next step, just like we saw this year with, with Trey Murphy, um, but we've got to instill some more confidence in him. The last thing I'll say is CJ is a guy that has to start understanding that he's on the back end of his career, and I said this one other call before, that if, if it takes moving on from CJ in order to get maybe one or two more pieces, I think that that's what's going to have to happen, but that's all in the perfect vacuum is that if, if Zion is healthy, because we can deploy Brandon Ingram at the point. We can deploy Zion at the point, but that cannot be the option of 
when the game is on the line or, or when things start kind of going awry, yeah. that we're going to throw it to B.I. and he's going to settle us down. No, he's going to try to go get one-on-one buckets, and that's kind of the same thing that Zion does. The only thing that, that, that he typically does is throw out of a double team where mm-hmm. B.I. just kind of rises up and he can get his own shot. But to do that consistently down the stretch of the ball game, I just don't think it's, it's sustainable for winning basketball. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I said that to Gus in the very beginning of the season. The one thing we were missing was a point guard. I think you're 100%. I think CJ should come out. The thing is, we don't have a starting point guard to come in. You know, you got Dyson who fills in for defensive modes, but he's not ready offensively. I think her, having Jose out the game or out for the last few weeks has really hurt us. And two weeks ago, we talked about this. The two guys that really we ran our offense through before we had the whole letdown of 20 games or so was Zion and then Jose in the second unit. And those two guys being out, it took a while for them to get to the point where they were forming a team that worked around the guys on the floor. Right. And now you're to a point where you need to win these guy, these games and you don't have a guy who can dish the ball to CJ. CJ is not a point guard. He's a scoring guard. He's a shooting guard. Um, and he plays better off the ball. Well, I think the other thing, too, to General D's <coughs> point, too, is – if B.I. is bringing the ball up the court and he's the point, they can double him right off there. They can do all those different aspects of it where if you have a point guard, it, it, it just it, it can facilitate. Again, I just, I'm just i looking at how they've constructed this roster, and I, I don't well, know how. He also made a point know, now, about. You make a good point, though, about going to the second unit with C.J. He's not had a good year this year. No, he has, mean, he's I, had he a down has. year. Well, this well, year. Well, guys, and he this, made a good point the with thing. the rotations <laughs> where we did. There was one rotation where it's just CJ, and they're putting all the pressure on CJ to score. Trey wasn't in the game. Bi wasn't in the game, yeah. which means I everyone else in the game is rotation. defensive. Yeah, players. You and can't do C- that. You can't do that because CJ needs someone to pass him the ball. Correct. Or I don't, score. I don't know or if score. y'all realize this, but it was every possession seemed to be very difficult for the Saints. I mean, for the for the Pelicans, and it was also kind of down the stretches of ball games when we've struggled. That's where we're having the hard time that they're building a wall on one or two guys. But when we had a point guard in, like you mentioned, Jose at times, where he drives and initiates the offense and is able to either able to shoot the little runner or drop it off for an easy basket. That's where you were seeing easy baskets in the playoffs last year from guys like, like Larry Nance. Larry Nance stepped up huge, but he's not a guy that's going to create his own shot. He can make one or two moves and, and finish around the rim, but he's not a guy that's going to create for himself. And that's the problem what I think right now that they're they're missing that one guy that can really just like make the all the gears go and make the shots easier because that's right, if the ball gets swung to the other side, now BI is going against one, maybe a second defender on the help side, and his shot making is gonna be so much easier. Same thing for CJ. The ball gets swung. CJ can knock down threes. He can actually give a head fake and put that one or two dribbles and shoot that little floater off the glass. But the ball sometimes stops. When those two are on the floor, and if you look at the analytics, it's usually it usually does not bode well because let's face it, those aren't the best defenders. So you're putting other defenders around them, supposedly our best defenders, but then our offensive production kind of gets stagnant because we just don't have it flowing correctly. So right. I think a point guard is going to be what has to happen, and maybe it's going to get a guy that's a proven guy at another team. You saw how Chris Paul kind of unlocked the. Uh, the Phoenix Suns when he got there. I don't know who that guy is, but um, hopefully that gets addressed. But right now, we still have an opportunity to make a little noise if we get Zion back. And even with some of our deficiencies, I do think that this team is exciting and fun. And I'm not jumping off the bandwagon. I'm just saying from us going from a guy, a team that's on the, the verge of the play-in or at the bottom of the playoff bracket, we can surely be in that upper echelon of challenging teams like, like Memphis and surely yeah. the teams like, like, uh, like Denver as well. Yeah, Memphis, I'm going to have to construct the roster a little bit differently. Yeah, man, thank you. Appreciate it so much. And uh, you have enough athletics for the the ankles that were damaged? We got a few. Okay, just making sure. No, but he he makes good points. And I think, you know, one thing he didn't mention is that in the first half of that game, we had 20 fast break points. In the second half of that game, we had zero. Yeah. You know, the, the game switches and changes. And when the momentum changes to the other team, we need someone on our team who can get that momentum back. Know, yeah. And without a point or without yeah. a guy who's going to up the, up the uh, energy, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. Uh, by the way, Bill Simmons, <clears throat> in his latest pod, thinks Draymond Green is plotting the team up in Dallas with Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic, and LeBron James. What? <laughs> 
I'm going to go to break. Ralph Marlboro next at ESPN New Orleans. Wow, it's that time of year again at Craig LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Great deals like never before. Never before. Shop now for a huge selection of new Toyotas in stock and more arriving daily. Great dealer discounts on all the new and pre-owned Toyotas in stock. Get two years free maintenance too. Just click and save at GregLeBlancToyota.com. But you've got to hurry to take advantage of these great prices. Greg's got the deals as your low price leader. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, 220 South Hollywood Road in Homa. Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers, 985-446-3333. That's 985-446-3333. You may have an additional claim for recovery. AMO Trowlers. It's Gus Kattengell with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or Bienview on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams, and you'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. Animal shelters everywhere are struggling. Many are seeing pets adopted during the pandemic being returned due to staggering inflation. LaFouche Parish is no different. Launch LaVille Nonprofit has come up with a way to help with the first ever Boulettes and Balloon Fest, starting with the Balloon Glow on Friday, March 31st from 5 until 10 p.m. and Saturday, April 1st, 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Enjoy great food, music, and local crafts at Oak Ridge Park in Golden Meadow. Visit LouisianaTravel.com to plan your trip today. can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Well, look, I think we've done some, I think we've made some nice moves in free agency. Um, you know, you're always looking to, to, to see where you can continue to, you know, try to fill out your roster, but we feel good about where we're at right now. There it is. That is head coach Dennis Allen yesterday over at the owners' meetings, Mr. Ralph Marlboro. Saints Happy Hour Podcast joins us. You can always join him on Twitter at Saint Forecast as well. Ralph, how are you this afternoon, sir? I'm good. I gotta say, Gus, though, can we talk about the most serious, pressing Saints issue of our time? I'm What's watching that? Dennis Allen at the at the at the league meetings, right? My man. Oh boy. <laughs> you gotta you gotta pick a pick a lane, man. He's got you got the gray mustache uh-huh. with the with the with the dyed hair. You got, you got to pick a lane, man. Either dye the goatee, or go total gray and go full Gandalf. Like I think Lance's got to pick a lane. I love them. I think they're going to say they're going to do better this year. But my man, I did. I, a, you know what? Now you say lane. that, I now you say that. I did think the top of his head was a little dark there. Yeah, it's a little darker. Like I mean, you got my man. Like everybody colors something. Not everybody, but a lot of people color their hair. I'm like, I'm not going to judge them. But you got to pick uh-huh. a lane, my man. That's all I'm well, saying. Got to pick a lane. I, I thought you were going to go with the, why is he the only one in the coach's photo that's wearing his credential? Well, probably because they, they're like, sir, are you supposed to be here? He does. He completely looks like a reporter. He, lo- he looks like an NFL beat reporter from yesteryear. I mean, he, it's just funny. Like, you look at the, the photo with all of the coaches there, McCarthy, front row all the way to the right on the end i mean he just looks i mean it looks like a frat picture that he just he's just the goofy grin and he's just like i can't believe i'm still here another year and then you know sean's front and center and he's like i'm back baby like literally i was just going up and down the line kyle shanahan looks like he would rather be anywhere but there like i'm looking at all of the coaches what stood out to you when you look at the uh the coach photo i i thought it was good the the, uh the thing is that Robert Sala, he is, I don't know, I think that's how you say it. He looks like he is about to seduce your mom and liquidate your inheritance that you think you're going to get. And he's going to steal it all from your mom. He's just looking like, like sultry, like he is about to seduce a 70-year-old woman 
and bleed her dry of every penny she had. Like that was my main that was my main takeaway from the, the post photo. <laughs> well, um, like I said, I, I just look at that those photos. It's something else. Uh, what stood out to you from the thirty five minutes that Dennis Allen spoke yesterday? I mean, I think it was I think it was interesting that he went through and sort of mentioned that all of the, the players that that had come back and that the Saints feel like they have a a really good culture because listen, like those players coming back sort of allowed them to do a lot of this stuff with the cap. I mean. It doesn't mean that they get like get out of jail. A lot of people are like, well, they redid the contract to get out of jail free card. No, no, no. Like Pete's still like kind of like a grenade on the cap next year when he voids, and Michael Thomas potentially too. But these guys and, and Winston a little bit too. But these guys coming back, like it really gave them an interesting flexibility. And I thought Dennis Allen talking about how guys came back and so they the things were like, hey, look around, and if you can't find anything better, we'll have you back. Like, I, I thought. That was interesting, and also, too, that he compared Saunders to uh, one of my all-time favorite things, uh, Hollis Thomas. Like, that got mm-hmm. me that got me excited, because Hollis Thomas was pretty good in 2006, Gus. I know it's a long time ago, but, like, Hollis Thomas, they got him, and he was a big help to fill up that run defense in 2006. So Dennis Allen dropping that reference got me excited. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and look, I, I've been saying this, too. We had John DeShazer on a little bit earlier today. I'm trying to find the right words to use here, but from the coaching staff hires mm-hmm. to the players, it seems like everything's very specific and purposeful with Dennis Allen. There's there's reasons. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you don't have your reasons when you go through free agency and things like that, but it just seems like there's a initiative or a a plan, a philosophy, if you will, of I'm going to get with people that I know and trust and have worked before in the past staff-wise – and with these players, there's either a an attachment like Abram, um, mm-hmm. you know, and Grantham, you know, coached them at Mississippi State, or as he mentioned with Saunders and Shepard, I see. I think we can unlock more potential out of them. I know it just seems like there's a very targeted, not just sort of, hey, let's just bring in guys. It, it looks like they did their homework. No, it does. And, and listen, Dennis Allen, look, he as a head coach, I think there are incredibly valid concerns. I think his in-game management, I think in the in the 2023, he's way too conservative. There's a lot of issues with Dennis Allen on as a head coach. But, God, I think you can make the case. Like, in 2022, his job with the defense was as good as it's ever been as a coordinator in with the Saints, at least. Because you look at what they lost, what they had injured, what guys didn't perform right, and they and he still crafted a top ten defense. So I think when Dennis Allen, like when he makes decisions on the defensive side of the ball, in my mind, and you're going to people are listening, going to tell, tell me I'm crazy, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like when he makes a decision on the defensive side of the ball, I have as much confidence that he knows what he's doing as Sean Payton did on offense. Like when mm-hmm. Sean Payton says, "Hey, I'm bringing in this guy," and I have you know our favorite saying. I have a vision for the player. Like I was crushed on Peyton, and he was rare, like he was rarely wrong about guy. Like CJ Spiller kind of got injured, and Kobe Fleener was not really a boss. He kind of like just like man at tight end, right? But like when Sean Payton brought in guys, you're like, okay, I Sean knows what he's doing. Like Dennis Allen, I'm kind of the same thing. Like when he brings in two defensive tackles, and he really likes them, he brings Jonathan Abrams. Maybe they have a, a plan for him, a specific thing. Uh, specific role for him. Like, I have total trust in him on defense. It's the other part that, that I'm like, oh boy, this gets dicey. But on defense, I think there's, Dennis Allen has shown me enough that, like, I trust him that when he, what he's doing on defense, he knows exactly what he wants. Yep. Uh, and I, I think one of the things, too, that we saw yesterday was the, the quick uh, reaction when it comes to Michael Thomas here, right? When Dennis Allen said. Yeah, I don't want to get into specifics on that. Um, uh, but yet, look, he's making progress in the recovery. Um, he's not 100%. And that's what that's all people heard right there, and people went bananas. Yeah. Thankfully, Nick Underhill uh, followed up. And- yeah, I, don't, I, I, I expect him to be fully healthy and ready to go. Um, when that point in time is, 
I, I don't want to get into those. Spec- and it doesn't matter. I need him healthy in September. I think he'll be ready to go in training camp, Ralph. But t- you saw the reaction, man. He he is. Um, I, I think until he plays and he catches a touchdown in the Saints win and he plays the next game, fans That's are right. just not going to buy that he's going to play. Yeah, and there's, well, the thing that's frustrating with Michael Thomas, right, is even last year, like, that Atlanta game, Gus, you look, and I, I said it in the post game, and I even screwed out. I was like, you know, because it's a great, one of the great Saints opening, maybe the most fun opening day Saints win ever, right? I tweeted out, I was like, Michael Thomas is back. Like, he looked fully freaking back with the contested catches he was abusing. Uh, A.J. Terrell from Atlanta. Like, he looks mm-hmm. back. So I think the frustration with fans is like, man, Michael, if you could just give us 13 games of decent production, you know? Like, Michael Thomas, to me, Gus, that's the frustrating part because he's not like a guy where, like, Davenport, where he's been up and down, and he's hurt all the time, and sometimes he plays, and sometimes he doesn't, or, or like, Peyton Turner, who's like MIA, he's like never done anything, so it's like, okay, whatever, he's hurt, he's not back, who cares? Like, Mike, Michael Thomas, I think the thing with the fans is we all know that the, the, the thing bringing back Michael Thomas, it was good for the cap, and it works out for both sides, but it is not a no-risk proposition. The Saints need Michael Thomas to play, and to play reasonably well if they're going to have a good season and cars in the drive, and they're going to be better in the red zone. Like, they need a decent season out of Michael Thomas. And any time we get medical news that isn't great, we had, at least I do, I had a right to the liquor cap. Because it's, pan- it's panic at the disco. <laughs> it shouldn't be because it's Mars, but that's how we are. Yeah. And it's interesting when you look at around the division and we talk about this every single Wednesday when you, you hop on to, you know, Arthur Blank coming out yesterday and saying, you know, I like Lamar. He's good, but man, you know, he's, this is five to six games a year. At least he came out and said it. What a lot, I think a lot of people feel they're not willing. And I don't think owners and teams are willing to commit 200 plus for somebody that his style of play is that. Although, Pat Mahomes moves around. Josh Allen moves around. Jalen Hurts pretty much is a running quarterback. Why is Lamar different, do you think, in your mind? I, it's hard to know because I'm just going to say this. Like, Atlanta, and and we know why the Saints didn't go for Lamar because they got Derek Carr. But, like, Atlanta and Carolina, they were all in last year in Deshaun Watson. And you know what? Deshaun Watson has had reconstructive surgery on a blown-out knee. The same knee. Mm-hmm. He put out the same knee two times. And Atlanta was probably the leader in the clubhouse before Cleveland came in and just got went YOLO and gave him the full guarantee. So, like, all the blank explaining to me the injury concerns of Lamar Jackson, like, I just don't believe him. Like, you know, you were willing to do anything for Deshaun. And let me say this, Scott. Thank God Atlanta's not going for Lamar Jackson because I don't understand it. Oh, he I don't seems either. like... He seems like the, if you were going to say, who's the perfect quarterback for Arthur Smith's offense? Now, take Mahomes out of it because Mahomes is like the perfect quarterback for any system, right? But, like, if you said, who's the perfect quarterback for Arthur Smith, I'd be like Lamar Jackson. He would terrify me. I don't know if he would hold up, but he would terrify me because Atlanta's top five running the ball already. Can you imagine him with Lamar, Pitts, and you get to London? Like, that's the offense that suddenly... It can be fire. And here's the thing I really don't understand with Atlanta. Because if they go 7-10 and 10 again, is Arthur Smith and Terry Fondell, are they going to get a fourth year? Because at that point, they'll have been in Atlanta for three years, and they'll be 21-30. Yeah. How, many, Dude, how I... many coaches get a fourth year when you've won seven games three years in a row? So I just don't like them not wanting to take them I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. Well, here's the other thing, too. To your point, let's say C.J. Stroud turned out to be what I think he could be. I think he'll be a good quarterback. I, I think mm-hmm. he's, you know, at the very least, he's the number one quarterback in the draft. So let, let's let's just say he gets – they. I mean, Carolina is doing that. The mm-hmm. Saints went and got a veteran quarterback. Mm-hmm. If, if 
you're right in there. If not one of the more, and here's the other element that I don't understand what Arthur Blink is saying. Has he watched his offense the last two years? <laughs> it's it's basically what the Eagles are right now. It's it, it's it's running a receiver on end arounds. They are a running football team. Lamar Jackson would fit easily with what they're doing on the offensive end. I mean, that's what Mariota was doing last year. I mean, literally. But Mariota and Lamar Jackson, two different athletes. Like it, it would be plug and play. I don't know why Atlanta wouldn't do it. It 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 it, it it's mind boggling. I mean, part of me is like they must love what they see in a Desmond Ritter. But I just think, I just think, Josh, I think the, the, the storyline, I think this is going to foretell good for the Saints. I think the storyline mm-hmm. after the 2023 season is all these teams that didn't go get a quarterback either by trade, they didn't go mm-hmm. try to get Aaron Rodgers, they didn't go to get Carr, they didn't go to get Lamar Jackson. I think all the teams that didn't move for veteran quarterbacks are going to regret it. And they're going to be like, and the team, man, it's going to flip. And some of the teams are going to be like, oh, look what the Saints did with Derek Carr. We're going to do the same thing with Kirk Cousins. Because so I like a trend. But I just think there's going to be one or two teams. Their fan base is going to be screaming bloody murder. Why did you pick Will Levis when you could have gone and got Lamar Jackson? Why did you, you know, because, because look, right. if it's four or five quarterbacks in the first round, like they're not all going to be good. Gus, I would venture to say probably four of them won't even be as good as Derek Carr, you know? So I, I just think there's going to be a lot of regrets. And, 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 you know, fans, we don't really care about money and your principles and not wanting to guarantee a contract. All right. we care about is wins on the field. So, like, they're going to have teams that it's going to have intense, intense scrutiny because you're going to – I guarantee, I don't know, I don't know who these, which quarterbacks are going to be good, I guarantee you, two of these two of these three quarterbacks are going to be bad, and in two years, these teams are going to be starting all over again because they're going to be bad. And fan bases are going to remember you could have got Lamar Jackson and you didn't. And I think it's going to be I think it's going to be fa- it's going to be fascinating. I hope the regrets are all in the NFC South. That's right. my dream. That's my dream. Terry, fine. Well, you can come back and work for the. You can come back and work for the Saints. I, I think the thing that really gets me more than anything else. Um, on that too is just you haven't even seen a report that somebody made a phone call. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, you yeah. would at least think, hey, the Falcons called, you know, to just to see what the price tag is or or what the contract is. Like, has no one called Lamar Jackson to be like, yo, man, the word is you want 240 guarantee. Is that true or not? Like, I like no one's reported that the man's taken a phone call. Like that's yeah. the thing. That that's crazy to me. You would think you would at least be like, "Hey, Ralph, for real? You do you want two fifty guaranteed?" Just, you would think the Jets, who are negotiating in a standoff with Green Bay, right over Aaron Rodgers, would at least like leak it and be like, "Yeah, we're flying, we're flying Lamar in. We're going to talk to him just to kind of like, kind of like nudge, try to nudge Green Bay one way." Or if you're the Jets, why wouldn't you want Lamar over the forty year old quarterback who might only play? I'm with you, man. Thank you, bud. Appreciate the time. Mr. Ralph Marlborough will talk again next Wednesday at Saints Forecast Store. Give him a follow over on Twitter. I just got a text from Scott Craig. We'll be there tomorrow at Francesca by Katie's Deli and Pizzeria. He says the Superdome is on fire again. I just looked at it on Twitter, put it on search. There is a photo of some black smoke rising from behind Benson Tower. I can't get a clear shot of the dome, but if anybody's driving right now, is the dome on fire again? Give us a buzz, 800-998-1003 on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Union Pacific Railroad wants you to join its team. It's an opportunity that comes with great pay and benefits. There are a variety of open roles across its 23-state network, including train crew positions, with hiring and relocation incentives of up to $50,000 in some locations. You can even get a free college education while working. Union Pacific Railroad connects hundreds of communities, hauling goods Americans rely on every day. Get your career on the right track with Union Pacific and apply today at up.jobs/sports. That's up.jobs/sports. Other banks charge fees on savings and checking accounts. Doesn't sound good, does it? Capital One reimagined banking. So it sounds more like this. 
With Capital One, you can open an account with no fees or minimums in five minutes. Get started now at a Capital One location or online. Sound good to you? This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? For consumers only. Approval required. Offered by Capital One and a member FDIC. Copyright 2018 Capital One. Hi, I'm Marcel Spears. Keeping our global neighborhood safe is a tough job. One made just a bit safer with the help of America's brave military dogs. These dogs, who often take the same risks and make the same sacrifices as our human warriors, keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs, locating enemy positions, and bringing a sense of comfort and home to an almost unimaginable circumstance. Yet, when these brave canine heroes retire, they're not always given the same treatment as our military VIPs, and are too often left overseas. American Humane works to bring home these valiant dogs and reunite them with the people who mean the most to them, their handlers, so they can enjoy happy, healthy, well-deserved retirements. To learn how you can help America's four-footed heroes, visit AmericanHumane.org. Man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Yeah. All right, 800-998-1003. Buddy, tell me it's a school bus that's on fire. Hopefully there's no kids on there, obviously. Um... That that's what the smoke is. So yeah, that's what I was saying. I didn't see. It's not from the dome. It just it's on Earhart. There it is. Thank you, buddy. So on Earhart, um, is where it's at. So if you're seeing the smoke on there, that's what it is. As I'm trying to find um, some more info on that. Thank you, buddy, for passing that along here. Appreciate it. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. As some folks have um, called, buddy. And given that info, uh, so yeah, look, yesterday, as I said, we're looking at the, call it antics or whatever it is that Draymond did. I, I played after the game what he said, not only to the media, but also on TNT specifically about doing it on purpose, you know, and that he did it to try to spark and fire up his team. I knew we needed a boost. Um, we were just kind of flat, uh, no energy, kind of letting those guys get wherever they wanted to go. So I just wanted to get us fired up. And once the foul happened, they started talking. Like, it's a hard foul, but it's not dirty. He didn't jump or anything. I caught him on the floor. I hit him uh, with a shoulder. So once they started talking, then they gave me an end to kind of get us fired up. And I used that, and we got going. There you go. His head coach, Steve Kerr. Draymond willed us to victory tonight. I mean, just um, his intensity, his frustration early um, with the way we were playing, um, mad at the world, yelling at everybody, their bench, our bench, me. Um, and frankly, we, we all deserved it. You know, like we are that first half was as poor a half as we've played um, all year and we weren't engaged. And that's what makes Draymond special is, um, it's not just the uh, amazing basketball IQ and defense and playmaking, but it's just his sheer will. And um, he was he was the key tonight. So General D called a little bit ago, and he said, "Hey, look, we need our own own enforcer. Do you think the Pels need that? The Pels have that. Has it been Najee at times, or are we talking about a level like him here as well? Look, he's perfected. He's a Rodman like sort of player." And I said it too. Look, it's one thing you look at his antics, the language and things that he uses as well. But to John DeShazer's point too, you saw them look like the Warriors in the second half and they picked it up. And, you know, the behind the back passing, the ball movement, the bucket that gave them the lead was a beautiful pass from Draymond to a cutting, uh, pool who just, you know, I mean, they, they were just, they got it going. And once they did, it, it was kind of hard to kind of get into. If you didn't listen to how it sounded 
like on the radio broadcast because we were watching on TV. This is JD and Graf when that play took place. DiVincenzo around a screen, drives to the nail. Oh, and there is Trey Murphy to block Looney. Up the floor, Ingram. Oh, I mean, Draymond Green just hip-checked him. I mean, he had no intention of blocking any type of shot. Yeah, Ingram's in his face. I don't blame yeah, him. It was, it, it was not. He and it's go, a double technical foul. Yeah, he didn't go after the basketball, and Brandon Ingram's trying to it's protect It's a joke, yeah, man. Brandon Ingram's upset. I'd be upset, too. Yeah, Brandon Ingram's upset because Brandon Ingram's saying, look, man, that, that ain't basketball. That's a shoulder shiver, yeah. and I tell you what, man. I would I would suggest that is a non-basketball play, and, that, and that's a flagrant one. Foul on Draymond Green has been upgraded to a flagrant foul one. Yeah. yeah. Boo! <laughs> Boo! I mean, he's not making a play on the ball. That's not a basketball play. He just won through the guy with his shoulder. And it's a dangerous play. It's the easiest call in America. <laughs> there you go. Cajun go. How are you this afternoon, sir? Oh, I had better days, brother. I, I didn't even I didn't even watch the second half of the game last night. I went to bed at halftime, and I said the Pelicans were going to lose. And I'm going to tell you why, Gus. How is it that Draymond Green was still in that game when he's trying to get thrown out of that game to motivate his team? If Draymond is not in that game, the Pelicans walk away with the win. That's the way I feel. Because whenever the coach took Draymond out before the half, the Pelicans went on like a 13-2 run or something. 13-2 run the them. final 305. You're absolutely right. And, and they were killing them. So if they wouldn't have had Draymond in that game because he got thrown out for stupidity and also kicking Herb Jones in the head, I don't care. How did you he look at that for four minutes? absolutely kicked him in the head. He absolutely did. Here's the other thing. When he was getting up, or when Herb was getting up, you see him look back over his right shoulder, and he absolutely mm-hmm. extends his right leg to try to kick Herb. But, you know, mm-hmm. like, like I said, man, that's why you heard me yesterday. I don't know if you, you listened to my interview with Shemit Dua. 205 yesterday, it was literally the last thing I told him before I hung up with him. I said, Mikey is Draymond. Mm-hmm. The last time these two teams played, he was grabbing Billy Hernan Gomez and pulling him down. And that's his thing, man. And I was like, how? And I said, they go as he goes. He is their emotional catalyst, you know. And um, I guess that was a disappointing thing that CJ, it got to CJ, it got to a lot. You know, it didn't get to Herb. And look, I tell you what else was, you know, chicken bleep is how he's allowed to go up to Herb right when he checks back in, and he's bumping him. He's nudging him, and the ball hasn't even been thrown in bounds. He's dropping his shoulder in his chest, and he's clapping in his face. I, I, I've seen in Pelicans games, and you have too, Cajun Goat, Pelicans players get teed up. Last year, I think it was even happened. Was it Herb or Brandon Ingram? It might have been Herb Jones for looking at a player, and they called it taunting. Looking yeah, at a play exactly. Not not, not even and this year too. Anything. This year too. And this clown is literally clapping in Herb's face, bumping him before the play even starts. Clearly instigating. He's dropping the N word. He's dropping the P word. I mean, it's so audible. I have clips. You can hear it. I just can't play it on the air. Oh, and, uh, yeah, and, I, I, and, heard and, and, and I heard it. I heard it on the internet. Yeah, and no one's calling him the P word. And everything else, but literally, and you can see his mouth even on TV that he was saying it. Yeah, but literally, Pelicans and he never got tossed. But if you ask an official, why'd you call that foul? And then he texts you. I don't understand it, Gus. Uh, All I can understand is this: this this is what kills me. This is what kills me about the whole situation. The officiating is getting to be like the WWE wrestling because it's whoever they want to get into these playoffs to make these ratings go. I believe they want the Pelicans in the playoffs, especially if Zion's coming back, because that's, that's just ra- Zion is a rating getter. And thank God the Pelicans have a Zion on that team. 
the best thing I got out of the game last night, and, and, and I agree with some of the stuff you said, it was a learning experience or whatever. If Draymond gets thrown out, will it still be a learning experience? No, you probably would have kicked their butt. That's exactly the way I felt about it. Because they wasn't even close to the way you were playing when you started that game last night. I can understand the tired shooting coming off of a back-to-back in that second half a little bit. You still put 20-something points on. I'm still not agreeing, and this has even been in the five-game winning streak with Dyson's minutes. I'm not agreeing with Dyson's minutes. I still think Kyra should get some of those minutes and, and let the better player play uh, out of the two. But other than that, what I got out of this game last night is that Zion's coming back. Why is it that the national media knows that Zion is having these vigorous practices and all this, but we, we don't get to hear any of this stuff, Gus? All the stuff you heard that Zion was the one that started with the meetings and this yeah. and that. Why haven't we heard it as local fans well, until last night? It's a great question. <laughs> that that's a topic. That's a three-hour topic for another day. Um, but, but like I said, it's it's kind of what I've been sort of um, feeling, and that's why I've been saying it on the air. I I think this week is about what kind of condition he, he's in. And getting him up to par in conditioning. And I, if not, I don't think Willie Green would have dropped the nugget last week. And then he quickly recovered. He was like, hey, look, you know, my next update, maybe he's fully available, you know. So I, I think, I think, like I was saying it earlier in the show with Dr. Josh Roulette, when you look at the schedule of the week, there's, there's an off day today. They play tomorrow. They come back home. They play Saturday. My guess is Sunday or Monday there'll be a practice. That's likely maybe when you see him try the three-on-three game. Now, does it take another week before they try a, a full practice where he goes five-on-five? Five? You have back-to-back games, Sacramento Tuesday, Memphis on Wednesday, Knicks on Friday. Maybe he's ready to go against the Knicks. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that too. I feel like next week we're going to see some Zion. Yeah, I, I, I would feel because of the opponent, because of the style of team Memphis is very physical, I, I would be shocked if he plays in that one. I could see him going against the Knicks, would be my guess. Or, what, or, or you can see a minute restriction where yeah. he just plays for a few minutes. You know, and, and that's in a game just to get his feet back. Get him in. Yes, get him in for 15 minutes. I, I don't care if he scores five right. points or whatever. get him going because, like I said to Josh, the more minutes he gets in before the play-in game or the first-round game, the better. Get him some minutes because you can only simulate so much off the court, man. Yeah, I still see a, I still see a way of us getting to the sixth uh, or the fifth spot. Uh, just win. <laughs> just win these games, you know. I don't think uh, if you could jump on top of, I think tomorrow night if you could jump on top of the Nuggets, yeah. I don't think the Nuggets is, 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 is it, they'll, they'll give in pretty quick because they know they have their spot. They're not fighting for a spot. So if you come out hard like you've been coming out every game, I think you could put them away kind of quickly. Yep. Um, you know, uh, and you always give them a good game even when they are playing well. So I think if you could put them away fast and get that confidence building back up again and uh, and maybe take a little bit of that anger you had from this game to the next game and play hard like that with that anger, I think I think they can they can take down the uh, the Nuggets. I don't, I don't see it to be uh, a difficult task for them, but I think they they got to stay uh, stay focused. And I still think rotation wise, I, 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 we just need a little bit more shooting. I can't see guys on the floor that it, last night in the first half, I guess that's why I kind of got a little bit discouraged even though we were winning. Uh, we had guys on the floor like Herb, um, the little guy we got from um, San Antonio. Uh, Josh and, um, and right. Yeah, and Dyson mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and and Larry Nance. Well, Larry's not a good shooter. Larry is just not, I mean, I don't know why he was jacking up threes last night, but Larry is not a good good shooter. No, no these I, are I all guys you, that cannot shoot the ball, and you're going no, against a team, Gus, that can shoot the ball. Why? Why you have guys on uh, that many guys on the floor that can't shoot the ball and take advantage of 
the, the bad play that 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 uh that the Golden State was doing. So I mean, there's a lot of lot of lot of learning from this, like you said all day. There's a lot of learning they can get from this, but uh, I think it's got to be the learning from the coach. The coach has got to learn what. What's, what's on the floor and what he's got. I think there were a lot of learning experiences all the way around yesterday on how to handle that situation yeah. a lot better. Thank you, KG Goat. Appreciate it, man. Got to hit the right, break. Come back. Uh, we will take more of your phone calls on the Upper Cervical Failing Chiropractic Hotline, 800-998-1003. The Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We can get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we can take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $79.99. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Lowe's MVP's bonus days are back for pros. Right now, buy a DeWalt 20-volt max power stack battery 2-pack at $199 and get a select DeWalt bear tool free. Plus, earn three times the bonus points on all Metabo HPT tools and products. Shop even more savings and bonus points offers during MVP's bonus days at Lowe's. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts if any. About 320 through 331. Subject to change. Selection varies by location. While supplies last. Discount taken in time of purchase. Visit Lowe's.com slash MVP's bonus points for details. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. By no means is this a coincidence. Because <laughs> I saw you walk in with that horrible-looking Cardinals jacket you got on. Yeah. So yeah. I immediately it's went garbage to... Well, I am wearing my blue. I'm wearing my well, Cubs I blue. Was, I thought it was some nasty As uh, Chef Scotty from... Um, I mean, I can accept the Braves fans standing in front of us. From Francesca. At least, at least the Braves win championships. You know, I'm going to play this uh, this wonderful... Or even compete for them. I'm just going to play this wonderful 14-second uh, clip for you, if you don't mind. Here it is. This is um, Nico Horner getting early work in on today's team workout at Wrigley Field. No fans there. It's still a team workout. Getting ready for tomorrow's season opener. Is he, listen, is he, is he doing listen. well in practice like Mike Thomas does? Listen how beautiful that sounds. You hear that? Huh? Look at that. <laughs> you good there, Josh? Look at that. Isn't that nice? Uh, you hear that? Look. You want to hear it again? Look, there it is. Uh, there it is. <laughs> it's beautiful. Isn't that? What are you doing looking away? You need to be looking. That That is Wrigley. That is Wrigley. Yeah. No. We should take a trip up there. We should take a trip there. I would love to take a trip yeah. there. I've been a few times. Direct Man, flight on so Southwest. It's so easy, so quick. It's so easy. Get right into Midway, hop on the train. As long as we're seeing a good team like the Braves and not the not the Cardinals. I'll well, I mean, it, it, you know, it depends. Do, do, do we bring in, do we bring the chef? Do we bring the chef if we go to Chicago? Well, yeah, he probably knows where to eat. <laughs> yeah, you probably oh, know. I, I definitely know where to eat in Chicago. <laughs> Chicago's like my favorite city, man. Are you ready? Are you, do you get excited for opening day? I mean, oh, tomorrow big time, it is. man. Big time. Mm-hmm. I mean, baseball. Look, guys. You got you to you you do it like James Earl Jones. You got to go baseball. But after watching last night <laughs> yeah. and the humbug that goes on in the NBA that's uh-huh. allowed to happen in the NBA, there is no way that Draymond Green would make it in Major League Baseball. Because uh, it's a, it's a not sport when you saw somebody get character. tossed. What no. was it, yesterday or two days ago? Right. The catcher reached behind him. Did you see that? I didn't see it. It was a catcher. 
he reached behind his left shoulder. It was a foul ball, right? So he reaches behind, waiting for the um, umpire, right. home plate umpire, to drop the ball in his mitt. And he turns his mitt over. I guess he was waiting or whatever. The umpire tossed him. Why? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I... He must have said, give me the, you know, what well, ball. No, <laughs> the catcher turns <laughs> around whole point and didn't is, know what was going my whole on. point is, that kind of crap that that happens in the NBA, which is obviously, like, so pro-Golden State, because they so want Golden State, State there, to have a guy like Draymond Green just kick a player in the head and they, it, it was, oh, it's just well, a foul. Well, that was Herb's. You I mean, know it's Herb's fault for his head being first. there. Yeah, his head was in the way. Yeah, I mean, but it just here it is. But you is, don't yeah. see that in baseball, and that's here. why baseball's become my favorite sport. Uh, home plate umpire Randy Rosenberg ejects JT Real Muto. Real Muto oh, is that how you say? Too. Yeah, Real Muto. yeah, Real Muto. Uh, here it is. Kimbrough says I don't like that call. Now here's the action right here. And the umpire felt like Remilto took his bum out of the way. And I, I think Remilto didn't sense that the ball was on its way, so he just figured the umpire was throwing it back to the mound. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, on the prior exchange, the umpire threw it out to Kimbrell. So, all right, you don't feel the ball. Get yeah. nestled into your glove. So he wasn't even looking back at the umpire. He just pulled his glove down. I, Draymond <laughs> Green would be in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I, isn't that the Phillies? Dude. No, they, they put him in Philly jail. I'm just saying, what, what, when I look at that, that guy shouldn't even be. I, I don't even. I don't, I don't want him to. What is wrong with these umpires? I mean, you saw the one at UNO a couple weeks ago. He's been suspended. That's a whole other thing. I mean, the officials in all of these sports. It's just. I blame Raphael. Uh, he's part of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I blame instant replay, <laughs> honestly. If they're bad, they should you know? be bad for everyone. But, I mean, that's, that's all right. But that's right. unbelievable, though. I right. mean, you're tossing the catcher I mean, for that? Oh, that's crazy. That's, guys, we're, that's we're still talking insane. about what happened with the yeah. Saints in 19. Oh, gosh. I mean, oh, that no is just the most egregious. That. Egregious. Egregious missed call, call, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. History of sports. But, I mean, that is like... The Saints were the best team in the NFL that year. Yeah. And granted, they did not put the Rams away. The Rams played a good game that day. But the Saints would have gone on and pummeled New England. Oh, absolutely. So they would have scored And that is the breaking news sounder. Yeah. The Carolina Kitty Cats apparently have decided what they're going to do with the number one pick. Per Sports Illustrated, the Panthers are reportedly likely down to two quarterbacks, the number one pick. There you go. Thanks for that update. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? It sounded very professional, huh? Using the breaking very news sounder to, to tell me the Panthers. Well, it's down what to two do? quarterbacks. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't name the two, but it's just it's down to two. Oh, well, there you go. Four K should. No. I, I do want to ask this though. Four K should have all the information <laughs> on his new favorite team. Tomorrow is going to be very interesting at the deli. Uh, we uh, may we may have to sit outside since we this may, guy. we're we're going to get a little little. Uh, you should come tomorrow. It's going to be I fireworks. Uh, there, there will be fireworks. I wanted tomorrow. to come last week, but I um, I got so, the weather should be nice. I'm sure four K nice. was we'll just in heaven last night watching the Pels lose. Well, you know, don't get me started on he that. Just, um, He's like, <laughs> they ought to move from the city. Oh, it's just, move what, to what, Seattle. What, all move I'm going to say Portland, is, Maine. all I'm going to say is, what's remarkable is for someone that has experienced as many injuries as him. It's remarkable how 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 least amount of sympathy he has for athletes that are. Or is it the opposite? It's because he's gone through so much he thinks that done. he doesn't understand why somebody should take you know three months to come back from a hamstring or a full year to come well, back from a toey i mean he re-injured his hamstring when he tried to come back right so, yeah. i I've, I've tried to explain that right i mean <laughs> takes time man so you can't just go in there and just like rub it out real quick i'm just i always <laughs> imagine exactly what they're doing i mean yeah. he's getting worked on every single day yeah. You know, not just the hammy, but probably the calf all the way through the hip, making sure his body's right. And sometimes, you know, depending on how big the strain or, or tear was, you know, it takes time to heal all that stuff. 
So you got scar tissue that goes into the muscle and that restricts the movement. So then you got to get more blood therapy, whatever you got to do to make sure the body's actually going to perform but that, to his what, level. That's so what I'm getting time. at. It's like a lot of times people hear that and, and don't get it. And I keep explaining like you have to wait for it to heal. There's something yeah. you can do with that. It's like if I walked in, you know, with me popping my back or something, you could probably do something to alleviate well, the pain or they also get that going in $200 million. Dollars. Yeah. So they're not going <laughs> to put him out there unless he's 100%. That's another fantastic point. See, this is why we have him on. Chef Scotty. Well, okay. On that, he note, is we're also go why I come what? in <laughs> at least once a week to get adjusted because the man is the reason I can walk. I, I text him. I might need his magic hands later today. I was I there. My I was here this morning. Saturday. Yeah, I mean, you gave me the, the I feel like a million back thrown out syndrome. Yeah. This weekend, I was just literally getting out of bed. Hour number two is in the books. Hour three next on ESPN New Orleans.